All right, guys, another episode for you today. I'm recording this at 5.45 in the morning, so excuse the morning voice. Um, best time of year, fall. We got some football. We got the leaves changing. Got some some fall golf. All of the best, all the things that make it the best time of the year. And also, also what makes it the best time of the year is that my daughter, Layla, turns one on Halloween. And because of that, we're going to run, we have been running the Layla Turns One sale, which means that Layla Turns One and she has a birthday party, which means that daddy has to pay for it, which means that daddy has to raise the price of Cairo Biz 101. And he will do that on November 1st. But until November 1st, you guys will get Cairo Biz 101 at the current price. It's the cheapest price that's ever been offered. And I hope you know I'm, I'm making a joke about why I'm raising the price. Um, I'm raising the price because my students in the group literally tell me it's too cheap. They tell me I'm undercharging. Why? We just had someone who made more money in one month than she made the prior two combined. On average, people grow their business 106% while being in our program. So that means if you're starting at 10, you're making 22. So 4,000, 5,000, 6, I should charge 20,000 for it. Then it would be a worthwhile investment in doing it. And so the last time you are able to get a paid in full discount of $4,000 for Cairo Biz 101 will be October 31st on Halloween, Layla's birthday. So the Layla turns one sale is running through the end of this month, and then the price will be going up. Now, as I did last year, pay attention. Here's what I will do. Here's what I'll do. If you want to get the lowest price offered and you're not ready to take it yet, what I will do is you can give us a deposit, a $1,000 good faith deposit now. And that will allow you to take Cairo Biz 101 at any time within the next 12 months. All you have to do is pay for the rest of it. You won't be charged extra. So you can, you can lock in your price. You can lock in your price by just giving a deposit now and you can start the course anytime within the next 12 months. So if you know, you're like, listen, I'm going to be doing it. Might not have the cash flow today or not of my practice yet, or I'm not ready yet, but you're like, I'd like to save money. I'd like to save a thousand bucks. You really, really, really should reach out, send us a DM, send us an email, send us a smoke signal so that you can get on the course and get the lowest price ever offered. Uh, I've been teasing it for a while and we will be releasing the details very, very soon. We actually just had a planning meeting this week um, about the live event in January. So we will be in San Diego and the Del Mar Hilton on the 27th and 28th of January. We are already in full planning mode. Uh, many things are moving along. We have the hotel block. We have a lot of different things moving. Our guest speakers, uh, just many, many things. We've done four of the events already. This is going to be our fifth. Each one, we try to just do a better job. If our uh, The biggest feedback we got after our last live event was that, I don't know how you're going to top this one, but I'm lo- looking forward to seeing it. So uh, if you are interested in attending a live event, again, just shoot us a message let us know. We will be releasing uh, early bird ticket sales and guest passes in due time, but I want everyone to be aware of that. Finally, 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 for all of you guys out there who have um, been fans of our podcast for a while, we are coming up on actually two years, I think, uh, in the new year, which will be a fantastic, but I just wanted to stop and just give a shout out to each one of you, uh, the listeners. The podcast has grown tremendously every single, literally every week it grows a little bit, which is great. Uh, any business, any, anything that you're doing, if you see it grow continuously, it is outstanding. And we really like to see that. 
So for all you guys out there that have listened, um, shared the podcast, gave us reviews, we really, really do appreciate it. Obviously, this thing we try to keep going and putting a new episode out every week is a lot of work, but we're happy to do it because we do know that it provides value to each and every one of you. And I just wanted to tell all of you guys how appreciative I am that you have given me a chance to um, trickle into your ear every single week. It sounds kind of creepy, but I guess that's what it is. Anyhow, hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is about why I would not, why I would not go and open my own standalone office when I first opened my practice. So I'll give you three reasons why you shouldn't do it. The first reason why is because it's lonely. The second reason why is because of cash flow and reinvesting in the right things. And the third reason is you're not sure what the business model is yet. So I dive deep into these three reasons. It's one of the problems that I see early on now that I've been doing this, you know, two years of coaching hundreds of business owners about where I see many fail. Many times I see them fail by having too much overhead early on before they have a proven business model and proven skills. So hope you enjoy this episode and we'll talk to you soon. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy and please subscribe. All right. So before I talk about my, you know, three things to consider when getting your own office space, let me, let me talk about my story. I graduated in 2012 and I opened my own practice in 2015. Now I was an associate before I opened my own practice about 20, 25 minutes from my, uh, my office location. And when I, you know, told my boss I was leaving, we, we worked on a plan, like an exit strategy that got me slowly out of the practice. Luckily, I was able to, over a course of three or four months, start my own practice uh, part-time while still working uh, for her. So it was mutually mutually beneficial. Uh, once I was able to establish my own practice, you know, I, I got it going and got it off the ground, but it, you know, wasn't glamorous at all, which is, is where I want to start. So I started the LLC, I believe, in July of 2015. And within the first week or two, I... Um, stumbled upon, walked into a CrossFit gym, not exactly where I wanted to practice, but um, relatively close. And at that point, I had started my LLC and really had no office space, had no plan of what I was going to do. Uh, Luckily, I met an amazing uh, gym called Endorphin CrossFit and Bonnie and Ian Ackerman. And I didn't know them at the time, but long story short, that was actually where I opened my practice originally. And a lot of people have asked me, you know, did you have the office? What did the space look like? It's in a gym. Like, what's the location? There was no office. There was no um, space. Their location was in the back of a warehouse. And literally what I did when I would go there, I would bring my portable table and I would set it up in the lobby and do treatments. And then if I needed rehab space, I would go into the CrossFit gym and use the weights. And so that was literally how Strive to Move, as it is today, got started off the ground. Um, In addition to that, again, another just serendipitous story. I was, you know, going around the town looking for office space because I really didn't have anything. And I was going, you know, I was going to houses and I was at this gym and I didn't have any office space. And I had walked into a 
uh, a local tennis, indoor tennis center, because I knew there was a chiropractor there at one point and somebody that I had actually spoken to years ago when I was in chiropractic school. And I went to see if he was still there and he wasn't. And so I inquired at the front desk if that space was open and they had they had moved on to use it as like uh, to repair the tennis rackets. So it wasn't open. But a few weeks later, I got a call from the guy, the chiropractor, and he had still been in touch with the people at the tennis center. And he said, he's like, I heard you were looking for office space. He's like, I'm not sure if you're interested. I'm up the street and I currently rent one of my rooms to a, um, a medical doctor and he might be leaving, uh, but I'm not sure yet. And so this is July and he goes, he might be leaving in January. I'm not sure if he's leaving yet, but in the meantime, this office is open on Tuesday afternoons and Thursdays because I don't see patients then. And so the summer of 2015, my office setup was essentially setting up my portable table in the lobby of the CrossFit gym and then using a chiropractor's office on Tuesday afternoons and Thursdays when he wasn't there. And we did that July, August, September, October, November, December. Luckily, in January, that medical doctor did leave, and so his room in the chiropractor's office became open. And so I took over that room, and we operated out of there until 2021. And so the start that we had, the office space was not glamorous at all. And I think that, you know, just for everyone out there, and I think we all have experience of this in life anytime we're talking to someone, even if, even if currently you're in chiropractic school and, you know, you're, you're one of the older students in school, you know, the younger students ask for advice and, and we often give advice sharing our life experience. And so when people ask me about getting the office space and, and building it out and being beautiful, what I always tell them is you, is you can do it. Uh, but my experience, you know, I, I built a, a pretty successful business without having it. So it doesn't mean you can't do it. It's just from my experience, I know that it isn't the number one thing, that there are other other aspects that are very, very important. But I just wanted to start there to share my experience. Now, at this point in 2021, we did buy an office space. We moved our office in there. We, you know, custom built it. Um, you know, it was actually another chiropractor's office. And he he custom designed it in the 80s. So in 2023 or 21, it needed a facelift. So we put you know fifty sixty thousand dollars of renovations, new flooring, gym equipment, uh, new walls. You know moved it around, and then we're really proud of it. I'm really proud of what we have now. But that again, that isn't how we started. And so again, just giving you a little bit of context on my background, what I wanted to talk about today, what I wanted to talk about today is now that I coach other business owners, oftentimes that are either just getting started or have gotten started potentially and gotten stuck, I wanted to talk about why I don't believe you should go and rent the big office space right away when you open your practice, especially as a rehab Cairo. So I think there's three reasons why. And I want to give you, um, I want to give you a context into all of these three. So the three reasons why are this: number one, it's lonely; number two, the cash flow; and number three, the business model. So let me dive into each one of these reasons why I don't think you should go and rent the big office space. So, if I'm saying don't rent the big office space, don't go sign the big lease. What would be the what would be the other thing that you could do? Um, like many of our members 
often renting a room out of another chiropractor's office or renting a room out of a gym or Pilates or yoga studio. Something where you're renting a smaller space would be the option that I think is more conducive, at least at the start of your business. And so um, that would be the option that I would consider. But let me talk to you about why I don't think you should go and get and lease the big office space right away. Number one, it's lonely. The number one factor that entrepreneurs, new business owners do not factor in to this whole equation is loneliness. When you open a business, even if you're surrounded by people, you feel like you're on an island because people just don't understand what you're going through. Your family or friends, to open a business, if you think about it, it's less than 10% of people, I believe, in America are business owners or entrepreneurs. And so just as a fact... Nine out of 10 people, they will not understand what you're going through. Now, if you go and rent that office space where it's your solo, you got four walls and it's you because you usually don't have staff and a team. And quite frankly, usually don't have that many patients. It can get physically very lonely very quickly. And one of my main concerns with new business owners is, are they able to withstand that feeling of loneliness until they can break through that with either building their schedule with patients or building their schedule enough to hire staff or uh, building it enough to be in an office with other providers or whatever the case may be. But the one factor I think it's often overlooked is that factor of loneliness, It's why that I do tell new business owners that they've got to find a way to get involved in a community like ours, because it is a community. And for many of them, those four hours per week of them being on live calls, they do, they, we can get, we can kind of move past that, that feeling of loneliness. But I think the number one factor that people don't, that don't put into play early on in business is that factor of loneliness. And if you go back, you know, if you're, let's just say you're in your late 20s and you open your own practice, you know, your whole life, you're hopefully raised in a home with people. You know, you go to school with kids and with people, you play sports with teammates, you go to chiropractic school and you have roommates. Um, And if you don't have roommates, you have classmates and you're going through it with people at every step of the way. And then you get out and you open your own practice and you open a standalone building in a strip mall and you've got four walls in you. And those walls can talk, but they usually don't say good things. And so the number one thing that people don't factor in when they're first getting out and opening a business is loneliness. And that's the first reason why I'm very hesitant for people to to open up their own space right away and rent their own space. The second reason is cash. The second reason is cash. And so typically you know, like I did and like so many of the people in our group do, we go and we rent a room out of a gym's office or a gym, a gym, let's say. And in that case, and in that case, you know, we typically can rent a room from anywhere. I've seen it, you know, as low as $700 up to about 1500 to 2000 in, in, in expensive areas. With those numbers, with those numbers, and with the model that business model that we teach in Rehab Cairo Mastermind, you can build a profitable cash flowing business very quickly. Think about it. Let's just say, for example, your packages, as we'll teach it minimally, should be thirty five hundred bucks. If your rent is a thousand, and in the first month, two months, you get two new patients, your rent is a thousand and you're making 7,000. 
in month three or four, let's say you get three new patients. Now you're making almost 10 grand a month and your rent is a thousand. Within the first three months on paper in an accounting structure, your rent is exactly what it should be. You know, if you look at typical business books for budgeting, they'll say that 10% of your overhead uh, of your revenue should be rent. And so if you're making 10,000 and your rent is 1,000, you're already in alignment. However, if you go and get the big office space, that'll cost you, let's just say 2,000, that's like 2,500 bucks of rent. And that's not including triple net, which, you know, all the expenses, internet, all the other things that go into it, you're probably looking at high 2,000s, maybe even $3,000 per month. Now, if you go by the ratios of that 10% rule, you need to make 30,000 to get your numbers right. So I, especially early on in business, I don't want to invest in space. I don't want to invest in the big space because I don't see the ROI on that. Where I would rather you take that extra 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, $2,500 early on in business is invest in you and your business skills. Quite frankly, you need to be in the Rehab Cairo Mastermind and you need to invest in that because the space is not going to make you money. Your space will not make you money because you have cool paint on the wall. It's not going to make you money, but you know what will? Your sales skills, your communication skills, your ability to go and market. Understand in business what will make you money. I promise you, I promise you, your logo, the colors on the wall, the new desk, the new table you bought, that won't be the thing that makes you money. You have to understand what business skills are going to make you money. Those are marketing, those are scales, so those are sales, that's mindset. Those are all the skills you need that are going to help build your business. But if you get the big office in the beginning and you don't have any cash because you spent it all on rent, you're really going to struggle. You're really going to struggle. So the number two reason why I believe you should not build out the big office space to start is because of cash flow. And I think that you should take that money and invest in you. You need to take that cash and invest in your business skills because you know what's really easy? Two years from now, you're making 25 grand, 30 grand out of one room, which is 100% possible. Your rent is 1,000. Your business is 60% profit margin. And now you want to go and get the space? Well, life looks a lot easier and less stressful when you can go and spend 2,500 to three grand on a space when you are actually making 30 grand a month. But how you're not going to make 30 grand a month is if you don't have the business skills, if your price structure is off, if you don't know how to sell, if you don't have marketing skills. So understand what's most important about the business. So the second reason is that cash flow. And the third reason why I don't recommend getting the office space early on in the early on in your business journey is because of the business model. And this one is not your fault, but it's your fault, it's your job to recognize it. Listen, you know, we've started this rehab Cairo community and people say what's a rehab Cairo? It's like we're making it up. Why? Because we we literally made it up this business model. And so for if you're graduating now, the chances that you have surrounded yourself and shadowed and spent time in rehab chiropractic clinics is, is probably minimal. I mean, how would you? They don't really exist. So you've probably seen the mom and pop chiro. You've probably seen some of your mentors that might run a higher volume practice. You've probably seen an established doc that's been in practice for 30 years. And that, that's what you think your office should look like. But if you're going to be a rehab chiropractor that's going to spend usually an hour one-on-one with a patient... Your business looks very, very different. It's going to have very different needs. 
the how the front desk looks or doesn't look, how the waiting room looks or doesn't look, what kind of gym equipment do you need or not need, what kind of what kind of table do you need, how much space do you actually need, where do you need to be, can you be in a gym, do you need footfall traffic, like how all of those things factor in. But if you haven't seen that, you're not in your brain. You're not going to know how it's going to go. Maybe you've even seen a clinic gym hybrid like my friend Josh Satterley would teach. But even he would say, if you're opening up a practice tomorrow, like let's not do it all at once. So let's not get the gym tomorrow. Or like as he's often says, start the gym first, then do the clinic later. My point is you don't know what it needs to look like. And so for me, as I've learned, you know, I'm 37 and every month, day, year, whether it's in my personal life with real estate, in my investing life with real estate or in my office life with real estate, every year I learn a little bit more about what an ideal office looks like. And I've been doing this a while now. And so if any of us think that tomorrow we're opening up a practice for the first time, we're going to understand and we're going to know what our office should look like, what the flow should be, we're not. And in that case, if we're not 100% sure, I would always default into doing something small with low overhead with a very short-term lease that you can get out of so that when you do figure out what you need, you can go and make that move. One of the worst thing that you can do is to rent an office space for three to five years and recognize about six months in that you don't need it or it's too much or it's not designed properly because all that extra money, that 1500 thousand, 2000 bucks each month that's going out, that outflow of cash, that can be used on learning your business skills. That can be used in marketing. That can be used on hiring an employee. And to me, those are all the bedrock foundational elements of the business, not what your office space looks like, not what your office space looks like. And so let's review. Number one, why I don't think you should get your own office. Number one, it's lonely. Number two, You need to preserve cash flow to invest in the right things in your business, like business skills and your marketing. And number three, you don't know what the business model is yet. This is a very uh, pertinent topic for me because now that I've been doing this and coaching people for a long time, I I, I have hundreds and hundreds of case studies of how and where people are successful. Now, I can think of two to three people in my mastermind group who have who are the exceptions to the rule that did go out and get the office space to start and are doing very are very well. Unfortunately, I can also think of about three to five uh, business owners, former business owners that did the that did get the office space when they were first starting, and they either really struggled in the beginning, went out of business, never figured it out, or don't have the cash flow necessary to kind of get going. The dirty little secret about being a business owner is that you're actually, most business owners, most entrepreneurs are not risk takers. They are in the business of risk mitigation. They are in the business of calculated risk. And so let me just give a little bit of nuance to that because I didn't even understand this and never really made sense to me for a long time. We started with talking about the numbers and saying that, you know, in a basic budget, obviously there's, you know, there's nuance to it, but in a basic budget, 10% of your overhead should go to rent. And so if you're making $10,000 per month, $1,000 per month in rent would be a good expense. If you're making 20, 2,000, 30, 3,000. So you get that. It makes sense. If you can buck that trend and you're spending $1,000 on rent and making 30,000, well, now you've got some sweet cash flow coming into that business. You're making really good profit that you can either take home, you can reinvest, you can pay down debt. There's a lot of things you can do when you have cash flow. And in that situation, 
if you put yourself there, you are going to be very, very, uh, your business is going to be very strong to then go take on a relative risk. If you're making no money and you're paying $2,000 of rent in month one, that's a big risk. That's huge. If you're making $10,000 and paying $1,000 rent, that's, no, that's really a, a normal risk. It's really not risky at all. But imagine a situation where you've opened your practice, you're renting a room out of a gym for $1,000. Your practice is now cash flowing per month $20,000 on average, which is a very modest number in our world. We see people that do much more than that. But let's just say you have those numbers. You're paying 1000 and you're making 20000 Now, think about how it would feel to go and look for office space to rent, the nice, big, beautiful office that does now cost $1,500, $1,800, $2,000, $2,200 per month. That's a very low risk. You're going to go in feeling pretty good about yourself knowing you can pay your bills. Because you have a proven business model, you know that you're in business, you have revenue that's coming in, you have patients, you have a list of patients. And so that first month, that first week, you're not going to be as scared. It's not going to be as nerve-wracking. You're going to be able to be more aggressive. Your sales are going to be better because you're now in a position where you've got a strong, stable business in place and you can play offense rather than defense. And so remember, as a business owner and entrepreneur, we are not someone that needs to take massive risks. In fact, most will be able to mitigate risk. I mean, uh, listen, I remember... I remember when I, I actually, pulling it full circle, um, what I didn't tell you about in the beginning in the story was that the first six months of being in practice, the, the guy that I rented from, who Dr. Jeff Larkin, who I'll always be grateful for, um, just, a, just, a, just a world-class human being, uh, that first six months from July through January, he allowed me to rent the space, basically use it when no one was there for free. So he allowed me to get my business off the ground for free. And then in January, he said, all right, it's time to start paying rent. What do you think about 700 bucks? At the time, I was like, oh, no. 700 bucks is a lot of money. Because at the time, it was a lot of money. I don't know. My practice was making five, six, seven, eight thousand bucks. I hadn't paid any rent before. So 700 bucks felt like a big expense. Now I look back and it ended up obviously being totally fine. And it was very reasonable. He probably undercharged me, to be honest with you. Um, he did undercharge me. Now I look back at that of where the business is that, you know, can make 60, 70, 80, 90 grand in a month. And numbers like that are like, man, that's the great. A couple thousand bucks would be great. But the relative risk became significantly lower. And so all of us start somewhere when our business is really small and the numbers are scary. They're really scary. I remember being scared at $700. So I get it. I see it. I know it. And so if that's the case... How can we mitigate that? How can we make sure that we're not scared out of our pants every time we you know, step into the office every day? Yes, there's going to be risk when you open a business, when you hire an employee, when you raise your price, when you do all these different things in business and you have to be able to do it. But at the same time, remember, business owners are risk averse, mitigate risk. They're the best at just not making bad decisions. And so if that resonates with you today and for you guys that are either in school or are associates or are thinking about the office and getting the office, um, I just, just, I, 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 I would say proceed with caution. Now, the final thing I'll leave you with is some of you guys out there 
um, specifically, we talked about this at my VIP group, which is my most advanced students in our program. I told them actually this advice that I gave most people today for many of them actually now doesn't apply. And actually it's the opposite where many of them I'm not pushing. They need to move from the gym space to the, to the, get the proper office because they're at a different stage of business. And so context matters, context matters, all great problems in business. A reminder before we finish up, if you did enjoy this, please just subscribe, like, share with your friends, share with your enemies. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.